see everybody here this morning. Uh, for those of you who may not know me, uh, my name's Johnny Miller, and uh, my grandfather uh, was the uh, Brother Layfield, who originally founded the church, and um, you would think after uh, 50 years they could have uh, found somebody to do this other than me, but apparently not. So, <laughs> but no, uh, since, oh, seriously, uh, and there are just, uh, for those of us that are still actually attending here that were original charter members, of course, I was only four years old back in 1968, so, uh, but uh, it's uh, myself, uh, my brother Rob, they still actively attend here, uh, Miss Sue Johnson, uh, my aunt, and my mom, uh, Faye. We uh, are the uh, only four that are still uh, actively here. Of course, there's other people uh, here in town, and they've gone other ways. Um, but anyway, they asked me to do just a brief uh, history of the uh, church and how it started, and, you know, there's... Uh, hundreds and probably thousands of people uh, who've come through this church. Uh, I see a lot of you here today, of course, but um, and so I try to stay away uh, from names as much as possible, but I did want to mention um, uh, some of the few uh, original people that were here. So uh, so in the late uh, 1960s, uh, my granddad, Pastor John Layfield, uh, was a carpenter working uh, with a building contract in Macon, Georgia. Uh, and of course, he was born here in, Mill- in Baldwin County, uh, but uh, uh, Pastor Layfield has stated in a previous interview for a newspaper that going into full-time ministry never crossed his mind until he attended a revival service. He stated that he had gotten into conviction about it and could not get it out of his mind and wrestled with it uh, for a long time. Uh, uh, and about a year later, I believe it was, uh, Pastor Layfield went on to attend Bible class at Mercy University in Macon where, uh, while he was working uh, at Central State Hospital water treatment plant uh, during the day. Uh, I think about six years later, uh, he actually uh, earned his diploma in ministry uh, and became an ordained minister. Um, one secret that his mother kept from him uh, all those years was after being ordained, his mother told him uh, that his great-grandfather had called him preacher man uh, as soon as he was born. Uh, apparently he knew something uh, that he didn't. Um, Pastor Layfield, first pastor at Scottsboro Baptist Church uh, for some 11 years. Uh, after that, Pastor Layfield then decided... Uh, to form our church here today, Emmanuel Baptist Church. On October 27, 1968, Emmanuel Baptist Church was formed uh, with a total of 43 uh, members. Uh, their first meeting uh, was in an old red uh, dairy barn off of Pennington Road. Uh, it had a wood stove in it uh, and uh, no air conditioning, of course. Uh, and being a dairy barn, uh, it was in a cow pasture, so there were other obstacles to get into church <laughs> on uh, those Sunday mornings, as you can remember. So, um, the uh, <clears throat> the uh, church sits here uh, on 25 acres uh, that was donated to the church uh, by Mr. Wade uh, Wood, uh, whose uh, grandson actually uh, has married my daughter, uh, Rachel. So, I'll throw that in there. Uh, <clears throat> uh, the church had just completed a sale of $30,000 worth of bonds to construct the church that we're currently in today. <clears throat> uh, Pastor Layfield... Tom McCant and Martin Etheridge, uh, uh, being uh, construction-minded, began construction of the church. Uh, and within five months, <clears throat> the church building here was built uh, and furniture in place. The heating and cooling system was donated, of course, along with the land. Uh, and the total cost of the church you're in today uh, was $35,000. Uh, you can't get a good car for that nowadays, hardly. So uh, John McClooney, uh, my dad, Buddy Miller, and Larry Hobbs uh, served as deacons. Uh, and original trustees. On June 22nd, 
1969, a service of dedication was held <clears throat> to dedicate uh, the church building that we're here uh, in now. Uh, uh, my dad, uh, Buddy Miller, served as the uh, initial uh, music director, Sunday school superintendent, and deacon uh, until his death in uh, 2010. Uh, Miss Newby Yarber uh, actually painted the uh, scene in the baptistry here uh, for us uh, back in uh, 1968, I believe it was, 69. Uh, she had it stretched down the uh, hallway in her house uh, as she painted on that. Uh, so that picture's been there uh, for the last uh, 50 years. She was also our uh, first uh, pianist. Uh, she played by ear. Couldn't read a lick of music, but she played by ear. And uh, she loved the Lord, and uh, uh, it, was, it was wonderful. Uh, Miss Marie Murphy came uh, <clears throat> along uh, not long after that. Uh, she was our pianist uh, until her death in uh, 2016. Uh, so I told Miss Janie before the service that she's, I guess, our third pianist in about 50 years. So uh, we try to keep them around if we can. So <clears throat> uh, Pat McKinley, uh, for those of you who may know him, he served as our church's first uh, youth pastor, youth director. Uh, and to some events, uh, of course, over the 50 years, it just kind of stuck out through our mind. Uh, the church had a bus ministry uh, during the 70s. Uh, where a lot of faithful uh, men and women uh, went out and uh, were faithful on their bus ministry. Uh, they went out uh, visiting on Saturday afternoon. I remember going with my dad. Uh, that's when you didn't have to wear seat belts. We all piled in the front seat, and he had a big box of bubble gum. Uh, so we've been giving away candy for 50 years here, doing what we can to get people to come to church here. So uh, there are a lot of a uh, lot of a lot of people. Like I said, I don't remember all of them uh, that had those bus ministries. Uh, and I'll tell you a story here in a minute, uh, of course, related to that. But <clears throat> um, we uh, ran that for many years, and there's uh, many times in uh, my walk through uh, at work or uh, my mom and different people, uh, where they hear people, they always say, uh, they remind them that they were a bus kid, that they rode the bus, uh, uh, buses to uh, Emmanuel at some point uh, during their time, uh, uh, during their life here, and they always uh, uh, remember that. Uh, we had uh, many uh, promotional Sundays uh, during that time. I remember our roundup Sunday we had. I think Brother uh, Layfield, uh, he preached that morning in overalls, and everybody else dressed up in their western gear. And um, we had hundreds of people here for that. We had livestock and animals all uh, back here, cased up back here. Uh, and uh, that one kind of always stuck out in my mind uh, there. Uh, uh, there was another time there again, back to the candy. Uh, we had a little small Cessna plane. It flew over the field, which is now the soccer field, uh, and just uh, flew over a couple of times. It dumps out. Uh, all kind of bags of candy. Uh, the kids thought that was really cool. Uh, and, uh, but the other, the last promotion that sticks out in my mind too is, uh, uh, my granddad, Pastor Layfield. He told the church, uh, that if, uh, uh, they would get 500 people here in Sunday school, uh, at the church, uh, that he'd swallow a live goldfish out on the front steps of the church. So, uh, 521 people later, uh, he swallowed, he swallowed that goldfish, uh, out there, uh, on that church, of course, he could tell it a lot funnier than uh, funnier than I can, uh, and in more detail. So, uh, but he also had uh, a uh, a radio program uh, that you may not have known about for like eight years, uh, and uh, similar to Brother uh, Jerry Pickard uh, up here at Northside, similar to his uh, radio program, but it's called "Take a Look at the Book." Uh, he had that for eight years on the radio station WMVG here. Uh, the church also had a school and a daycare during the 70s, uh, Manual Christian Academy. Uh, was open for uh, 10 years, and uh, I see a lot of guys and some guys here, Paul and people that uh, we played sports in, football and basketball and all those type things uh, during those church years uh, here. And uh, but um, 
Um, and um, we have only had, uh, my granddad uh, pastored for, uh, from 1968 until, until his death in 2003. And since that time, including Brother Phil, um, we've only had five uh, pastors here uh, at our church uh, in, uh, in the 50 years uh, that we've been here. And so, um, uh, like I said, there's been hundreds and I'm, I'm sure thousands of people uh, who have come uh, through this church, uh, who in some way uh, has affected uh, uh, this church. Uh, but I believe that uh, if it's God's will for something to be, uh, for a church to exist, uh, that church will continue uh, to exist. Of course, if it's not God's will, uh, then I don't believe that it will. Uh, so it's, uh, uh, and I believe that uh, it's God's will that over 50 years ago uh, that Emmanuel Baptist Church uh, uh, was to exist uh, for his will and in his community. Of course, if it's God's will, uh, we hope uh, that uh, he allows us to be here uh, 50 uh, more years. Uh, God's uh, blessed our church uh, through all these years, uh, through uh, the good times and the bad times. And uh, we, uh, we're kind of fond of our pastor now, uh, Brother Phil. And uh, uh, we love him very much. Uh, we expect him to be here at least 50 more years. I make him. We have to help him up here, but he'll be here getting 50 more. But... Uh, uh, but seriously, and uh, I believe God sent uh, all the pastors, five other pastors, and all the people that have been through. Uh, God sent them here uh, through our church uh, for a purpose to uh, to accomplish His will. And like I said, hopefully uh, we'll have uh, 50 more years for that. But if you previously attended our church, if you're new or whatever, I just want to extend an invitation to you. Uh, we are not a perfect church, uh, but we try to do uh, to serve the Lord uh, and stick to His Bible, to His Scripture, uh, to His Word. Uh, and to do uh, his will for our church. Uh, and so uh, we would uh, we'd love, uh, love to have you come and uh, be a part of the next uh, 50 years uh, for our church. Thank you.